welcome to Point Me to Jesus. I'm your host, Tara McClary-Reeves, and boy, do we have a special guest today. Albert Long is in the Hall of Fame for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. He is still the record holder to have lettered in four sports at the University of North Carolina. He is a champion on the field, but also off the field. And what a difference maker he has meant to me. One of the reasons that I've started this platform is because of heroes of the faith like Albert Long. My mom and dad were so intentional to put my sister Krista and me around godly people throughout our childhood and our teens and our 20s and now into the later years of our lives. And, and Mr. Long is one that always comes up in my mind as one of those that I truly was touched by his example the role model that he continues to be in my life. Mr. Long, I'm so appreciative, and we welcome you to the show today. Tara, would you feel bad if I ask you to do that again? That's the best introduction I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> you want me to do it again? Oh, I was just teasing. Oh. <laughs> that's, my, that's my little bit of sense of humor that I still have. I will say, Mr. Long, that uh, you and Dad and Bobby Richardson and Danny Lotz and um, I think it was um, Mr. Reagan who, who played golf and right. Billy Zioli. There, there were about, the, I think it was the Magnificent Seven that- uh, um, I think it was one, Irv, Irv Lewis was in there too, the guitar player and our yeah. singer. And uh, 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 Betty and Dave that were with the Billy Graham Crusade were there too. That's Dave led up music and Betty was sort of a secretary. We had an unbelievable talented team. Really, tell tell our viewers a little bit about the Teen Crusade and when y'all started. And Dad, Daddy to this day says that you truly are the best assembly speaker he has has ever heard. And I, I remember I remember going to your happenings and just how convicted and challenged that I was and continue to be by your teaching, Mr. Long. Well, turn that cleaves right with that, and he may not be that you gotta remember that was my thing. That was what the Lord put in my life. And if I was a good one, it was because he was leading me to do what he wanted me to do. Yeah. And it's just absolutely miracle. Mr. Long, tell us, if you will, who your favorite hero of the faith is. Good question. You know, which was the best game you ever played? Who was the best quarterback you ever played against? Who was the best running back you ever played against? But asking me that, I think I'm going to shock you. Okay. I tell you, without a doubt, it had to be Stuart and Gio Briscoe. Mm -hmm. Stuart Gio Briscoe is just, oh, he's just so important to me. And when I was first starting out, I saw him one time up at Boone, you know, at the big assembly ground there. Yes, sir. And, and Calvin Thelman, who was Billy Graham's preacher, I went by his house because I'd go by his house every time I was up there, sit in that backyard with that little creek and get filled with the spirit right Calvin. Yeah. He said, Albert, you know Stuart's down there at the, uh, the center? I said, no. He said, well, he's down there. I said, but I never find him, Calvin, in all these cars. He said, give it a try. So I was at my little Volkswagen and went down the mountain, pulled up there. Just happened to open the door, and there he was standing all by himself. Oh. And I went up to him, and I said, hello, Stuart. He's got that English accent, you know. Albert, what in the world are you doing here, Albert? And I sat there with him on the porch. I said, Stuart, I'm a young whippersnapper. I don't know a whole lot about the Bible yet. When I accepted Christ, the people made one bad mistake. They didn't lead me into what followed. Hmm. I was a baby lamb. Right. And he said, uh, I said, I'm using a lot of your material. 
because it means so much to me. That story of you and Philemon is the greatest story I've ever heard, and it's right up my alley for young folk. Oh. And he said, Albert, you don't ever have to tell me whether you use my material or not. As oh. long as you're lifting up the Lord Jesus Christ, don't mention my name, because that's all I want. Oh. You sow the seeds, and somebody will come and water them, and you'll be okay in life. Got a letter from him last week, oh. because he found out about my cancer. Yes, and sir. therefore, it concerned him a lot, but it was a price of food. So I think he'd be the main one. Oh. If you ask me that through FCA, it'd have to be Lauren Young, because Lauren was my man when I first got involved with FCA. And he was the type of guy that at every conference, people would want him to speak. Tell our viewers a little bit of the history of your involvement with Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Well, mine started in 63, before you were even born, Todd. Yep. Are you kidding me? And, he, and I went there to Henderson Harbor, New York, relentlessly. But this guy stayed on me all the time. Every year, you got to go, Albert, this could help you. you. You'll love it. And his name was Ted Youngman. And he was an offensive coordinator at Duke. Oh, no. Duke, Carolina, you know, yeah. <laughs> One of my dearest friends. And I went up there, and my whole life, Tom, I'm not kidding you, not just a phase, my whole life was entirely turned around. Uh, whole life. And I got back and I realized I do, had to do the things that the people told me to do, but they didn't tell me how to do it. Now you got to walk with God. How do you walk with God? Yeah. Now you got to tell people what happened. What happened? I'm still trying to figure out what happened. All I know, I'm a baby lamb and they put me out to pasture. And I don't think I'm ready for that yet. So that was the real things that I got at first that upset me. Yeah. So when I go to FCA conferences today, anywhere, and I see an individual speak, Oh, the FCA saved my life. I let them go, and I'm polite, believe it or not. I said, let me tell you one thing. Yeah. It wasn't the FCA that saved your life. Right. It was the Lord Jesus Christ yes. through the FCA that made it possible, and that's what changed your life. Absolutely. So from 63, some 60 years later, I'm still plugging. Not going as much as I used to because of age and everything. Yes. But it's just the most wonderful organization that I think can do more for young people than any organization I've ever been involved with. But you always got to tell those upper people, he's watching your every move. Yeah. So if you're talking it, you better walk it. Absolutely. Because he's watching your every move. Absolutely. And you don't fool God. And I love the fact that you have such a heart for discipleship. And you challenged us as teenagers, you know, Mr. Long, with the music that we listen to. And I'm so appreciative of that. I mean, there, there are songs that will come on the radio now that, you know, I just, we, we had that accountability with you and then mom and dad, because we knew that whatever yeah. we were putting in was going to come out. So I'm just so grateful for your ministry in my life at those pivotal early ages, you know, realizing the dangers of some of the things, whether it's something that we put into our bodies or something, you know, through food or drink or what we put into our minds with what we're listening to. So I'm just I'm exactly right. so grateful for I'm that. Doing all those seminars, Tara. All I those do. seminars. I, I never said, I never said, let me tell you something right now, fella. And I could do that because I'm still loud and enthusiastic, you know, but oh, I didn't. Yeah. I said, well, I just want to say one thing to you. Uh, you. You say you don't listen to the words. You say you don't listen to words. I heard you say I don't listen to the words. I just love the beat. And I said, well, how about, uh, do you like Stairway to Heaven? Oh, man, that's a classic. Are you kidding me? 
Well, give me, give me the first two verses. Yeah. And he gave me the first two verses. Then he gave me verse three. And I have three verses that he gave me. But he didn't listen to the words. And it's not affecting me. And I always say, let me talk to your best friend, if you'll be honest with me, or your teacher or your coach. And then I'm going to ask them if this makes any difference to you. And every one of them will say, yes, it does. Absolutely. Well, you've, you've always been one of my dad's heroes of the faith. You know, I mean, yours is Stuart Briscoe, but I, I'm, I know my dad just absolutely has always admired you. And, and for that reason, I do as well. And I'm just so grateful for your leadership. And what are you studying now, Mr. Long? Do you, do you uh, go through like a daily devotion? I know you've written um, several devotions and daddy said you even started years ago with Danny. I think y'all started the discipleship program for coaches. It's with me, and it's kind of funny, Danny and I never selected what we were going to do. He was an Old Testament man, and I was a New Testament man. And it seemed like if he was on this Thursday and had something to say, my plans for the following Thursday were already coordinated around what he said. It was amazing. That's so but we had every prayer out about that and everything. Yeah. So we did not assign with our Thursday Bible study group. We don't assign assignments or a book. Because we know most of us are up in the 70s, you know, 60s, 70s, right. even 80. And we just want to make sure we don't scare them away. Huh. Because they all, I believe, are strong or trying to be strong as a Christian. But I think if we gave them assignments every Thursday, it would drop off tremendously. Right. So we just shoot and we speak and then we let them question. Yep. Those questions are powerful a lot. I so that's, a, that's the way we work it and it works out very well. Well, who would you say from the Bible is, is your hero of the faith? Oh, no doubt about Paul. Huh. Paul, without a doubt. Oh, yes. Yeah. And that's why I'm saying to so many people today, you probably don't know this, Tarn. It's okay, because I'm, I'm perfectly at will with this. Perfectly at will. And so are my three boys, my beautiful daughter-in-law, my great-grandson, and uh, two more people. But my situation is very simply this. There was a man who never, never compromised his Christian faith. And I learned that from the Apostle Paul more than any other person. Never, never compromised his Christian faith. And Clyde King was a dear friend of mine, and Cleves, and Deanna's, yeah. and, and Dan Reese's also. Yeah. And Clyde was the type of guy that would say, if I ever find a person that's compromising their Christian faith, and they're trying to tell me that they're a Christian, they're going to have to spend about 15 minutes to listen to what I got to say to him. He was powerful, wonderful, but never forced. Never forced. I never forced either. Yeah. I just say, you're living a life so good right now, doctor, let's say doctor, that you don't want to change because you know you have to give up a few things. Yeah. But one thing I'll tell you right now, Jesus Christ will never take a thing away from you except the things that are phony and the things that you know that you shouldn't be doing. Amen. He's a crutch. And you can lean on that crush every day because he'll take you to situations of which you're insufficient. And guess what? He'll make you sufficient. Absolutely. You fall, he'll pick you. You cry, he'll wipe you too. You're in need, he'll supply. Absolutely. You can't fool him. You can't fool him. I believe we need a revival. Yeah. But I just think that too many people now do, do not understand the person of Jesus Christ nor his disciples nor do they understand what the word means. Yeah. And it's what gets me. They've got to study. Paul said, do your best 
to present yourself to God, a workman who has no need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Study, study, study God's word. Study, study, study. And so uh, that's the only only advice I could say. I dare you to challenge the resurrection of Jesus Christ, but reject not until you examine all the evidence. And you do. 14, 15 months ago, I could I could outrun outrun Dan. <laughs> yeah. Joke, 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 joke. Now I couldn't even take two steps with him. Mm. I'm just no energy, no eating. All I want to do is sleep, but I'm still getting up. And every time in the past three days didn't happen today because he wouldn't let me out of the bed today, Tom. I've gone into places like Bojangles, and I see two men or two women or two, you know, here and there. And I always go, I haven't done this now for three days. So it's probably six times. I said, how would you feel if a complete stranger came up to you and said, God, I take 30 seconds of giving you some advice that I think you might really appreciate. Every one of them said yes. Yeah. I said, don't ever take one day of life for granted. Never take one life for day for granted. Mm-hmm. Just be happy in what you're doing. If you don't love your job, make yourself want a job. And don't ever, 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 because I'll tell you one thing, 14 months ago, 14 weeks ago, I could run a 100-yard dash, and now I'm not going to live long. They've already told me I've got from one to three weeks. And I'm so, oh, thank you for God's grace. I'm so ready for it, Tom. And anybody that knows me knows that's the truth. Many of them that are looking at your program say, oh, come on, man, that's just another. No, not with me. Yeah. I'm ready. Can't wait. Get to see all my old friends up there. Have more fun. And the Lord's just saying, you know, I'm glad I'm sovereign because all these people are praying for him. And you know what they're praying? They're praying for me to heal him. I'm not so sure I want to. It has been beautiful. And now I know that he's with me wherever I go. Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved. Work with me. no need to be ashamed. That's a little bit of me, Carl. Well, I'm so appreciative of all of you, Mr. Long. Before we go, I do want to record uh, the chapter in your book that you talk about my father in love, Dan Reeves. Can you give us that story? You want that real quickly? Yeah. Have you got time? I do. Right. When, I, when I got out of service, it was either 59, 60, 61. I can't remember that. Yeah. And I used to go to love to go to old Emerson Field. Because my my professors and everything was set up there, about five of them. And two of them I loved because they'd always maybe give me a little bit of extra mark knowing how much sports I was playing. They helped me there, you know. Yeah. So we were playing South Carolina one game. And I'm up in the bleachers with them, and there's this right fielder. And our batter was at bat, and he checked swing. You know what I mean by check swing? Yes, sir. And the umpire called it a ball. The right fielder went crazy. He was giving me fit. And I, I said, my loud boy, I said, hey, fella, how can you fuss in an umpire when you can't even play baseball? If you want to throw the balls and strike, you go down there and ask him to cause it by. And then all of a sudden he looks up there at me. He looks up at him. Don't be looking at me, fella. You want some of me? I'll meet you right down at that gate. I was bluffing, you know. Four years later, we have a teen crusade meeting in America, Georgia. Oh, how about? And as you know, there are three brothers there that are more famous in America, Georgia than Jimmy Carter. 
and we were having this picnic before we had the happening. And I went up to him and I said, hey man, do you remember Emerson Field back about four years ago when somebody in that right field bleached guitar, I promise you, he grabbed me. <laughs> he grabbed me. He said, Long, Long, don't you dare tell me that was you. I said, hey, big fella, that was me. <laughs> oh, and is that a coincidence and a half there? I'll tell you what, but, I cannot wait. I'm going to... I cannot wait to call and, and remind him of that. You know, a lot of people don't realize that, that Dan, before he went to play for the Cowboys, was actually drafted um, by the Pittsburgh Pirates. I did not and, know that. In that intro, y'all were all, you and Daddy and Dan, I mean, y'all were the real superheroes, that's for sure. Uh, we, well, we, we had a good time together. You uh, know, I got my newsletters out that I've had for 25 or 30 years. Yes, sir. And when I read what I was doing after I accepted Christ in 63, let's say 66, 67, 68, 69, 70, 71, 73, I never realized that I read my book, My Guardian Angel of Mercy, was my wife. Mm -hmm. They were six, four, and one and a half. Mm -hmm. And I was going to her all the time. When you read in my book, if anybody wants to, and they see what I did and say, no way that woman stayed with that man. And now I'm going through cancer. She's driving me crazy. But 64 years, I'm going to stay with her. I know you're looking forward to that welcome home, my good and faithful servant. So. And I just mean to tell you, I'm ready for me to live as Christ and to die as gain. Yes. I'm a winner. You I'm a are. winner, Charlie. You are, but you know, I think that we're, we are right now in a decade, especially 2020, a year where death has just been in the news every single morning and every single night. And, and Mr. Long, you know, the Lord is, is raising you as just such an example of the living hope that we have in the Lord Jesus Christ. That, you know, I'm, I'm praying that selfishly that he keeps you here a little bit longer because we need your example. We need you know, your um, ambassadorship and you're just proving to us just that living hope and what it looks like. So I'm, I'm so grateful that, um, that he has you here for such a time as this and, and the line that is going to be awaiting you, man, <laughs> they're going to be standing for quite some time to say thanks to you. <sighs> well, I will say this to you that it's very, very important is that, uh, it's, it's, been, it's been a team effort for us. Again, I mentioned it to you. It's been a team effort. And it's going to be tough on grandchildren, and it's going to be tough on children, and it's going to be especially tough on wife when this happens, when the Lord takes me home. Yes, sir. But they are prepared, and they know I'm going to a better place. Yes. And that's what the good news is about a person who knows and has a relationship with Jesus Christ and doesn't, doesn't compromise his Christian faith or her Christian faith. It's a, it's a wonderful thing.